This podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, the global payment platform empowering businesses to go beyond. In today's digital world, Payoneer's platform connects millions of entrepreneurs, small businesses, marketplaces, and enterprises, making it easy to pay, get paid, and grow your business with access to new markets, new opportunities, and working capital. Visit us at Payoneer.com to discover more. Where you're from influences a lot more than you realize, especially when you're in a creative business that demands originality and innovation every single time. Drawing from your roots can set you apart from competition and send you on a successful trajectory that withstands the test of time. This is Matthew Espinal, your host at Going Beyond, a podcast about entrepreneurs and how they were able to break through borders and geographies to bring their business to a wider audience. In this episode, Eileen Borromeo speaks to designer, illustrator, and co-founder of Plus 63, Dan Matutina, about his almost decade-long success in business and what's next. Hello, Dan. Welcome to Going Beyond. I'm excited to catch up again after a long time. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you have so many fanboys and girls? Hi, hello. I'm Dan Matatina. I'm a designer and illustrator. I am the co-founder of Plus 63 uh, Design Studio and Hydra Design Group, uh, a design collective uh, composed of uh, four other uh, design studios. Um, I don't know how to answer your other question. I'm not sure if I have a lot of fanboys and fangirls, but I'm, I guess I'm very much active in the design community, so maybe it's more of like uh, people I inter- interact with. You've just celebrated your ninth year in business. What would be the major milestones for the studio during this time? Yeah, uh, nine years as uh, plus 63 uh, but I've been independently designing for more than a decade. Uh, prior to that, I worked in advertising for three years and then started designing major milestones. I think, especially at this time, the time of the pandemic and the lockdown, a milestone at this time is the fact that we can still work remotely, maintaining the studio, and also help help work with clients and brands of limited budgets. And I think it's one of the common denominator now with some of the clients that we work with. For me, the fact that we can do that now is is kind of a milestone considering it's what what's happening around us. A lot of the stuff we're doing now is either discounted or the payment schemes are lighter and some of the stuff that we're doing now are free. Uh, just to help, you know, small businesses or institutions. Uh, it might sound like it's a bad business decision, but I think if you ask a business person They'll say you know, it's a you know it's a bad it's a bad idea bad decision but I don't really care. Uh, for me, it's important that we keep on designing, producing something uh, that might be able to help uh, in one way or another. And 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 it also helps us in the studio, you know, keeping our minds busy, keeping our minds sharp, and our skills sharper. So it it works for us. So for me, a new milestone. I think that's a very noble decision, and it is about creating goodwill at the time when. Well, there's not a lot going around. But I wonder if this next question is related to that decision because you said that creative types are not very good at running a business. 
where do you think this perception comes from and how is it different for your studio? I think that you know, that assumption is correct. I think everyone's right. <laughs> I don't think it's any different from from us and it applies. I guess this this answer also is connected to the previous question in a way. Now, if you talk to someone who has an MBA or has a business degree, I don't think, I'm just assuming, they would say that we should scrimp on different things and manage our energies for other things. But for me, I think the fact that I don't have a business background and everyone in the studio doesn't have a business background, all of us are creatives, maybe it helps make this decision. And, you know, creativity... And design, while while a big part of it is very you know functional, a lot of it is also very emotional, an emotional connection to people. So I think most of us in the design studio or even Hydra were very emotional that way. To be honest, I think a lot of younger studios, you know, newer studios now, are more financially savvy than us, which is a good thing because they're the future, where the, the the present and soon to be the past. And for us. I guess the way we see it is we just help in paving way work in the creative businesses. But, and obviously, it boils down to what you value. For me, I value the freedom to work on projects we like and the freedom to work on projects that, have, that has projects that have potential to be good. But I'm not saying that creative types shouldn't think about the monetary aspect. That's how you survive as a business. But it's not the primary thing that we value. A, a lot of times, it doesn't come out how you imagine it to be, not because of a problem that happened in the project, but there's a lot of different factors that go on. So we're a small studio, so we don't necessarily have to take on a lot of projects to be able to maintain our OPEX. There's a book uh, by a friend of mine who's a Singaporean called Self-Made, Creative Lives in Southeast Asia. Uh, it's a recent book, and a lot of the stories there really resonated with me. Uh, what's important is to be able to do the project that you want to do, not because it will earn a lot, but you know, earn enough to quote-unquote buy freedom and time. Uh, for me personally, when I accepted the fact that I won't get rich by being a designer, it made everything easier and better. Uh, especially for me, when you're from the province, growing in a low-middle-class family, we've been wired to believe that we need to work to become rich. Or parang yun yung ultimate goal, to become rich, you know, provide for everyone, which is... Uh, which is a bad thing. I, I, I want to live comfortably and be able to do work that I want to do. Okay. Here's something I've always found interesting about Plus 6.3. I know that the team is allowed to have their own projects outside of it. Why is this encouraged? Uh, in the studio, uh, if someone from the team makes a mistake, it's always the boss's or the leader's fault. And it should be. I mean, in any way, in any company that you work on, if a mistake happens... Uh, I think the boss should always get the brunt of it. Uh, and there's no reason it should be someone else's. This is the reason why I encourage designers in the studio to do their own projects so that all the responsibility for the project they work on is there. So it will also obviously give them an additional source of income. So there's that too. But it gives them an opportunity to work with other brands and projects that they want to work with. And I suppose it's also honing their skills as they do more projects outside because then they get that additional training, not just with, you know, managing the project, but also learning more about, you know, specific styles and skills that may be needed for that project. Yep. And and I think you don't have to rely to your teammates. Everything you decide is from your own point of view, from your own ideas and concepts. Okay. Let me ask you this. 
Having worked for both local and international clients, what are the similarities and differences with the kinds of projects you get? In, in my experience, both local and international clients expect the best work. Every time you work with a, a client, a brand, an institution, both here and abroad, they always expect the best. One of the differences is obviously a budget. Uh, one of the differences also is coordination and communication, uh, especially with regards to the production part of work. Uh, because if you're working here locally with local clients, you can see the whole production process, like you know the paper that will be used. You can feel it, you can see it. And but if you work in international projects, you're always dependent on photos, videos that they send you. Now this is how it looks, this is how it feels. But now that also changed because we're all working from home. We don't really see the whole process, but sometimes production people just send us samples. I'll throw in an extra question. What has been the most interesting project you've worked on maybe this year? Interesting, maybe not one specific project, but figure what happened in the studio right after the pandemic started, especially in lockdown. Because I'm very connected and involved with a lot of people working in, in the social and cause communities. So when we lockdown, as in the day it was called, or a few days it was announced, but I was already talking to people from communication, from the healthcare, and then among certain things that needs to be communicated. At that time, that's what was driving me. I think I was more productive. Personally, I'm a very productive person. And when the lockdown started, I was more focused on productivity. Ko eh. So I was involved in a lot of things. We started the uh, PHCAN, Communications Network, helping uh, healthcare workers provide how to communicate. And then after that, yung Action Network, COVID Action Network. So mo- most of these things are communication-based. And I mean, all of these things are not what you can call yung mga unusual, na trendy, nice-looking designs, but very organizational, functional kind of things. And, for me, interesting because in a way, I was seeing all the data and all the things that were happening firsthand. And stressful, but I guess you learn a lot from it. What are your observations about clients who put value into more design-focused work? Because I've observed that design is one of those things that seem to be taken for granted and not given adequate funding. From my experience, clients who are in the creative industry like art, music, entertainment, product, and fashion invest in good design work. I think it's because of the nature of their business. Uh, they're in the creative industry and they know people you know, can judge if it's a good design work or if branding for a fashion brand is good, if the packaging is really good. So they see the importance and value in design. And one of the things, especially here in the Philippines, that's very apparent is the food and beverage industry. They invest a lot in good design work. Uh, it's a very competitive industry, so it's important to have a strong sense of brand and also space design. With the stuff that we're working now and stuff that we worked on before, uh, they really invest in design. And not just here in the Philippines, but also elsewhere. After the break, we'll hear more about Hydra Design Group, the studio collective that's been making the most out of the interaction between space and design. Stay tuned. This podcast is made possible by Payoneer the global payment platform trusted by millions of entrepreneurs, small businesses, and enterprises worldwide. We're speaking with designer and illustrator Dan Matutina, who has been widely celebrated for his work. Dan, can you tell us a little bit more about Hydra Design Group and what sorts of projects it works on? Hydra Design Group is a design collective. It comprises of the Acid House. They do motion animation, ink search, do branding, graphic design, web, KM, they do space and interiors and plus 63. We do graphic design branding, almost like Ink Surge. There are many differences in how we work on projects and the, the, the outputs also in the style. 
There's also a coffee and donut shop in our lobby called Poison. It's sort of your entrance before you go into the, <laughs> the den of Hydra. So Poison is run by one of our friends and partners, Charles Pau of Tasteless. So the brand, the name, the design of the space, the food, just a collaboration between us and them. Poison is just a showcase of one of the things that we can do in Hydra, like starting a project from scratch, starting a brand from scratch, designing, writing the strategy behind it, the framework for it, designing the logo, the identity, the space, and the things that happens around it, the animation that you see on the wall. And the reason why we did it is being challenged with small studios, specifically to our case for Plus 63 and all of the other members of Hydra is... We don't want to hire a lot of people so we can scale and grow. I mean, if you look at big agencies, what they do is uh, they hire more people to scale up. We just thought now by vaulting in together, we can work on bigger projects with multidisciplinary scope. And we love working with each other because we've worked on personal projects and other client projects before. So it made sense to band together. And each studio retains our independence. Uh, we have our own clientele, uh, some of which are even competitors. We maintain our own projects. And I personally value the fact that each studio retains their own unique culture and we learn a lot from each other. When we need to work together, we can collaborate seamlessly. Maybe not too seamlessly, but seamlessly maybe. But we get the job done and it's because we're aligned in our objectives for a project. And one of the projects that we worked on that might uh, illustrate that best is The Grid. It's a Rockwell in the grid food market. It's actually a very interesting approach to collaboration. And I didn't realize that Poison was technically both a demo of what the studio is capable of and the lobby to your offices. So let's try to go you know, deep just for a little bit. What do you think is design's ultimate purpose? For me and for the studio, design is the process of finding the most thoughtful and delightful solutions to problems and challenges. It can be used in small problems like clients needing a flyer, a poster, a logo. Uh, it can also be applied to bigger things like designing systems, processes, and response. One thing that's important is it shouldn't just be a focus on the functional aspect of, of the problem, like being the solutions to a problem, but also the emotional part of it. And I think it's even more important, the emotional connection that you can get from someone because of the design work that you've done. We advocate it through the work that we're doing and also in the events or personal projects that we work on. What else can we expect to see from you and the studio in the future? I think, especially now, the uncertainty of what's happening. It's been challenging for everyone. So, but it's also an opportunity to you know, think about the future and what you can do, how you can navigate around it. So right now, we're working on client work and also some of our own personal projects. Uh, one of the projects that we're working on is a project with our friends from who, who does you know, design research and also a studio that does photography and food photography. We want to do an open call or sort of a design grant to micro and small food product businesses. Uh, we, we want to help them navigate through the challenges that small businesses encounter at this time. They will do research, brand framework, and edit design, up to product photography and promotions. You know, we're just trying to work on the timelines, but hopefully we can launch it soon. And the reason why we're doing this is we can't design, I personally believe, uh, we can't design in a vacuum. So sometimes most of it is dependent on having clients to work with. Uh, we're doing a lot of these social pro design projects in this pandemic. We don't hurt from it, but it's fine. Everyone needs help. 
And if we can do that through design and creativity, we always try to share our point of view and skills. And the advantage of being a designer at this time is, you know, you don't have to spend actual money. Obviously, you're spending your time, you're giving your time. It's also money, but you can do it with our talents and time. And I think that's the secret to, you know, your longevity in the business. So I think you do it with a lot of heart and a lot of consideration for everything that's around you. So that's really, really amazing. I do believe that people have to have that sense of optimism. And by being able to contribute whatever you can to help others, it will collectively lift all businesses at the same time, especially during this time. Thank you, Dan, for this amazing conversation. It was a pleasure to have you today. Thank you also for inviting me to this discussion. It's nice to share about the things that... Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure uh, being part of this talk and discussion. When an entrepreneur has a clear sense of purpose and is open to possibilities, even the crazy ones, it can lead to unexpected opportunities that fuel a virtuous cycle of success. Thank you for listening. This is Matthew Espinal, your host at Going Beyond. Today's episode of Going Beyond was written, edited, and produced by Eileen Borromeo. Going Beyond is a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes available on Mondays. You can listen to Going Beyond on Spotify or any other major podcast platform. Make sure to subscribe now so you never miss an episode.
you know how you imagine it to be not because uh, of a problem that happened in the project could be but there's a lot of different factors that go on uh, so we're a small studio so we don't necessarily have to take on a lot of projects to be able to uh, maintain our OPEX. Uh, there's a book uh, by a friend of mine who's a Singaporean sister, uh, called Self-Made Creative Lives in Southeast Asia. Uh, it's a recent book and a lot of the stories there really resonated with me. Because parang yung mga maraming creative people dun that she interviewed na nag-align yung parang design philosophies nila sa akin na parang uh, what's important is to be able to do the project that you want to do, not because it will earn you a lot, but you know, earn enough to quote unquote buy freedom and time. So parang yun yung, yun yung valuable for me. Uh, for me personally, when I accepted the fact that I won't get rich by being a designer, it made everything easier and better. I think, uh, especially for me, when you're from the province, growing in a low middle class family, we've been wired to believe that we need to work to become rich. Or parang yun yung ultimate goal, to become rich, you know, provide for everyone, which is tama naman. And we, we can still do that now. Uh, which is not a bad thing, but in India, primarily for me. I, I, okay. I want to be comfortable. Here's something I've always found interesting about Plus 6.3. I know that the team is allowed to have their own projects outside of it. Why is this encouraged? Uh, in the studio, uh, if someone from the team makes a mistake, it's always the bosses or the leader's fault. And it should be. I mean, in any way, in any company that you work on, if a mistake happens, uh, I think the boss should always get the brunt of it. Uh, and there's no reason it should be someone else's. Uh, this is the reason why I encourage designers in the studio to do their own projects so that all the responsibility for the project they work on is theirs. So parang yun yung idea. Because in the studio, yun know, parang if there's a mistake, it could be one designer's mistake, but then... It's your fault. But if they work on the project themselves, it will also obviously give them an additional source of income. So there's that too. Uh, but it gives them an opportunity to work with other and brands and projects. I suppose it's also honing their skills outside of the as they do more projects outside because then they get that additional training, not just with you know managing the project, but also learning more about you know, specific styles and skills that may be needed for that project. Yep. And and I think, then, parang, you don't have to rely uh, to your teammates. It's like independence na everything you decide is from your own, from your own point of view, from your own you know, ideas and concepts. So parang malaking bagay din siya. And like you said, yeah, the skills also. You you can improve your okay. skills. Let me ask uh, you this. And be, Having worked for both local in and international clients, what are the similarities and differences with the kinds of projects you get? Um, for the similarities, in, in my experience, both local and international clients expect the best work. So parang walang difference doon. Parang every time you work with a, a client, a brand, an institution, uh, both here and abroad, parang they always expect the best. This is good because it brings, us the, brings out the best in us. 
and the best of our creative abilities challenge. I mean, if you're a designer or design studio, that's what you should always look forward to. Uh, one of the differences is obviously in is a budget. Siyempre, iba. Iba yung budgets. And here, uh, although here naman parang it's been, it has become better. And most of the projects that we attract, parang okay naman yung budgets nila. Uh, one of the difference also is, uh, differences also is in uh, coordination and communication, uh, especially with regards to the production part of work. Uh, because if you're working here locally with local clients, you can see the whole production process, like, you know, the paper that will be used. You can feel it, you can see it, and smell it even if you want to. Uh, and, but if you work in international projects, you're always dependent on, on photos, videos that they send you now. This is how it looks, this is how it feels. So, yeah. But, but now, that also changed because we're all working from home. We don't really see the whole process, but sometimes uh, some of the production people uh, just send us samples and then titing nandito sa house and then check approved. So, mas ano pa rin siya? Mas, I'll throw in an extra question. What has been the most interesting project you've worked on maybe this year? Oh, wow. Hmm. Magandang tanong. I think... <laughs> interesting. Ang hirap pa. Pero I, I think interesting, maybe not one specific project, but siguro what happened in the studio right after the pandemic started.